listener. Welcome back to Storybooks, a children's bedtime story podcast that celebrates a good night's rest and the magic of stories. Tonight's story concludes the magical tale of Sleeping Beauty by Charles Perrault and will be read to you by me, your storyteller, Jenna L. Campbell. I'm excited to take you on this final journey through the enchanting world of Princess Aurora. In this episode, we will discover the fate of the princess, whose entire world within the castle has been cast into a deep, deep sleep. So fluff your pillows, close your eyes, and take a deep breath. Tonight's story goes something like this. Sleeping Beauty, Part 2 One day, many, many years later, the young prince Florimond happened to be riding his horse behind the tangled trees and asked, What are those towers above that great, thick forest? His companions answered him with rumors they had heard. Some said it was an old castle haunted by ghosts. Others said it was full of wizards and witches. But the most common opinion was that an ogre lived there. The prince did not know what to believe when one of his comrades said, Your Highness, long ago I heard my father say that deep within the castle is a princess who has been and will continue to sleep for many many years, until the day she will be awakened by a king's son. At these words, Prince Florimond felt a fire light within himself. He believed that he could accomplish this adventure, and driven by love and ambition, he decided then and there to discover the truth for himself. Leaping down from his horse, he started to run towards the wood. His companions yelled at him to come back, but he ran on and was about to fling himself into the undergrowth when, as if by magic, the branches and brambles unlaced themselves, creating a path for the prince. He easily walked along the forest path until he reached the glimmering walls of the old castle. It surprised him that none of his attendants were following him, the reason being that as soon as he had stepped into the forest, the vines and undergrowth drew close behind him. He heard their voices, fainter and fainter the farther he traveled, but he continued to step forward without looking back. He came to the castle, pushing aside the ivies that hung like a curtain over the gateway and entered into a courtyard. He stood still, holding his breath as he looked around him. The court was silent, dreadfully silent, but it was by no means empty. 
everywhere he looked were people sleeping on the floor. Carefully, he stepped by them and climbed a flight of marble steps leading to the main doorway, where the guards stood, yet they were all asleep and snoring. The prince made his way through many rooms filled with ladies and gentlemen, some standing, others sitting, but all asleep. He drew aside a heavy curtain and once more held his breath, for he was looking into the great hall where, at a long table, sat and slumbered the king and queen with their counsel. One woman had fallen asleep while holding her pen, and another fellow had spiderwebs on his glasses. Prince Florimond tiptoed very carefully past these sleepers and climbed another grand staircase. He wandered along a corridor and entered one of the many doors, finding a bathroom lined with mirrors, and in the center was a giant bathtub made of the whitest porcelain. Running water bubbled in the tub. Next to it was a couch where plush towels and a clean suit had been laid out. The outfit was exquisitely embroidered and had the daintiest of lace ruffles and the most delicate of linen fabric. Then the prince thought that since he had such a long day of traveling and in the mirrors he saw that he had become quite dirty from his journey through the forest, so he decided to take a long bath. After, when he tried on the fancy clothes, he found that they fitted him perfectly, even the satin shoes. He continued his quest along the corridor. The next door he tried opened to a bedchamber paneled with white and gold. There, laying on a bed with lovely curtains drawn wide, he beheld the sleeping princess. She lay still, gently snoring with each breath. Prince Florimond drew near and sank on his knees beside her. Still she lay, scarcely seeming to breathe, and he reached for her little hand and kissed it. With that, as a long spell was broken, the princess awakened. She looked at the prince as if she recognized him. Is it you, my prince? She asked. It took you long enough. The prince, charmed by her words, was unable to find his words for the happiness in his heart. They gazed at one another for longer stretches than they talked. In short, the Princess Aurora and the Prince Florimond chatted for four hours and still without saying the half they had wanted to say. Meanwhile, all the palace had awakened with the princess. The king and queen opened their eyes and requested the Lord Chancellor to read that last sentence over again. Throughout the palace, 
there were many sneezes from the dust on everyone's noses, which was drowned out by the striking of all the clocks in the castle. Dogs barked, doors banged, and the princess's parrot squawked in its cage. Everyone's first thought was their empty stomachs and how hungry they all were. Prince Florimond helped Princess Aurora to rise. She was completely dressed, and very magnificently too. Taking Princess Aurora by the hand, he led her to her parents, who hugged her closely before welcoming the prince. They all entered the great dining room lined with mirrors, where supper was served. Violins played, and they hadn't yet finished their meal when they enjoyed a very pleasant surprise. Princess Florimond, having no eyes but for Princess Aurora, had forgotten all about his attendants and how they must have reported back home to his parents how he had become lost in the forest. The prince knew his parents would be very worried. But the queen, Aurora's mother, was a very thoughtful woman. Before dinner, she had sent a messenger to carry word to Prince Florimond's father to let him know that the prince was safe, explaining everything that had happened. The messenger rode through the forest, which now parted before him, and arrived at the outskirts of the wood, finding a search party planning to break through the thick forest. The prince's father stood by and received the message. He trembled with relief and requested the messenger to escort him into the palace. The king and queen welcomed the prince's father. I am an old man, said the prince's father. I have ruled long enough and now care for little in life but to see my son happy. I think I can promise you that, said the queen, smiling at the prince and princess. All of the parents agreed that their time had come to retire from the throne, and it was the prince and princess's turn to rule the kingdom. Florimond and Aurora agreed, and they lived happily ever after, together reigning the kingdom in honor kindness and prosperity, with only nights of peaceful sleep in between. story. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the sweetest dreams and a good night.